0: I'm Spike O'Neill, along with Jack Stein. And there's a lot of different legislation being proposed at this year's uh, legislative session in Olympia, Washington. One of which, uh, one of the issues being considered, is lowering the blood alcohol level in DUI cases from 0.08 to 0.05. What? Well, this has been done already <laughs> in Utah. The state of yeah, Utah yeah, took yeah. this on and saw a noticeable drop in alcohol-related vehicular accidents and deaths.
1: Spike, I got to tell you, I have a huge bias here, and I want to preface, I want to front-load this, as we say in the in the business. I want to front-load this as much as I possibly can so that okay. people can understand my, my philosophic perspective on this. Sure. I am as about as libertarian on 99.9% of issues as a human being could possibly be. I don't think the state should be involved in of your business, I think most people should be left alone. However, comma, I turn into a totalitarian fascist when it comes to drinking and driving. I have no tolerance for it. As a society, I think it should be frowned upon. I don't care if you have a, a what are those little chocolate candies with the the liquor inside of them? <laughs>
0: oh, I remember those. Yeah, remember those. Yeah. I, I don't
1: care if you ac- accidentally have one of those at grandma's house. I don't care if maybe you use too much listerine that morning. I don't think that a human being in today's day and age should be able to drink and drive. I think we have Ubers, we have taxis, we have any, we have friends. There are any number of ways to avoid drinking and driving. I personally think, Spike, that it should be flat out illegal to go to an establishment, have a couple brewskis, and then get behind the wheel of a car. I think it should be illegal. I think it should be federally illegal. I'll say it, Spike. And and this is coming from a guy. I think that if you want to collect rainwater, right, and build a castle for you to live in on your own property, I think you should be able to do that.
0: But it'd be a dry castle, it'd be- right? It'd be a dry castle, <laughs> no alcohol. At least in your chariot. At least in your chariot, there'd be no alcohol. <laughs> No, dude, ah, right. I, I completely right. agree with you, man. There's, you know, yeah. one, nearly one third of all deadly traffic crashes in Washington between 2017, and 2021 had alcohol involved. One yeah. third. Yeah. I mean, you, you you can't keep doing what we're doing and expect to improve results. I mean, we had 745 road deaths in Washington in 2022 and a third of them involved alcohol. That's 250 roughly people. Right, two hundred forty-eight yeah. people died because of alcohol in cars this year. Last year yeah. in Washington, and so they're talking about making the the limit less to point oh five to fail a, a blood alcohol test as opposed mm-hmm. to point eight. Now the argument against this I've heard it a thousand times is that I you know I can drink two beers and be fine. I know my tolerance, right. and and I would fail a drug. I would fail a blood alcohol test at point oh five. You know, but. But here's the thing about drinking and driving. Everybody thinks they can handle their booze. Everybody Mm -hmm. everybody can, you know, you can probably get in a vehicle when you've had too much to drink and still manage to remember how to turn the key on, put it in gear, which pedal does what. (laughs) I'm sure you have those kind of capabilities. (laughs) The problem with alcohol and driving is the the word impaired. When you're driving a vehicle that's three, four thousand pounds or more, Especially the freedom folks who really know they you know they want to do what they want to do and nobody tell me what to do. You seem to right. always have a bigger vehicle, I and mean, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not stereotyping, but that seems to be usually the case. Well, you well, need to be on your wrong. game. You Did know, you, have
1: you read this? Have you read the stats on the car that is you are most likely to get a DUI in?
0: It's a pickup truck.
1: It's a Dodge Ram. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so look, I'm not I'm not you know stereotypically generalizing this. I'm reading from the facts.
1: Yeah, my my yeah, point
0: yeah. is this: the, the .05 reduction is going to make people think twice about whether yes. they, even if they are able to control their Dodge Ram truck, they're still <laughs> breaking the law. And, and yeah, you know and, and I yeah. get it, you know, believe me, and I, and I will tell you that I've done stupid stuff in my past, and there have been times I would have failed a blood alcohol test. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you that is the case, and I think everybody could probably make the same admission if they're being honest with themselves. We've all probably yeah, oh yeah. grabbed the keys, taken the wheel when we it was probably better that we didn't do that. And I'm lucky. I, I I knock wood. I'm someone upstairs is watching out not just for me, but for the people that I could have harmed or killed by making yeah. that crap decision. And I don't do that anymore. I don't. I don't think anybody should. The fact that you can control your vehicle doesn't mean that you in a split second when a life is in the balance and you've got to control a three five seven thousand pound vehicle, if you're mm-hmm. a little bit impaired, you're not going to make your best decisions. You're not going to have your best reactions and someone could die. and it's just not yeah. worth it that someone could be your well, daughter. When-
1: I have the same thoughts though spike about cell phones uh marijuana I don't care what it is I think if you know if someone gets caught with uh, or you know they're smoking a dube while they're driving in their dodge ram i, I think that that should be flat out d u i you know uh, d w i whatever you want to call it uh, or if somebody is uh you know clearly texting on their phone right it, it, that kind of thing I have no patience for whatsoever because we're basically driving around in three or four thousand pound killing machine it's a weapon like we're the we're
0: yeah the <laughs> it is it's a weapon when misused right.
1: right and so but then spike the problem is is that people feel like they're being lectured at and then people feel like well i can be completely responsible and i feel like i'm totally fine to drive when i'm under the influence and i'm saying sure nine times out of ten i'm sure you're good to go i'm sure you're totally fine to have a a couple of uh, martinis, Spike O'Neill. I know you're a huge fan of the, uh, the old fashioned. You like to kick it. I love it. Old fashioned, a little bit of orange peel in
0: there, man. You bet I do. (laughs) a little (laughs) simple syrup. I'm a fan. You bet.
1: (laughs) And then you get behind the wheel of your Dodge Ram. And so I'm sure most people uh, are fine, but that one time is what really matters. And so this is why I I turn into this, this real authoritarian on, on this issue where we, and I, I said this to you last week, Spike, we don't treat driving like a primary activity anymore. We treat it like it's a tertiary activity. Yeah. First, I'm on my phone. Second, I'm eating. And then third, I am driving. And I think we need to invert that so that when we are driving, we are that is the one thing that we are paying attention to. And unfortunately, people then think that you're talking to them like they're a child or that you're infantilizing society or whatever it is. Not realizing, I think that this is to the benefit of of literally everyone in the state.
0: So, how do we, you know, how do we protect our civil liberties? How do we tra- how do we treat people like adults, and yet not allow them to make a decision that could cost someone else's life? I mean, if, if you're going to be driving a car and you're all on the road and the only, the only danger is you going off the, the rail where the train station over there in Yellowstone and you're going down the canyon to become the 18th, 85th body of the week down there. The problem is it's not, it's not you. It's the people that you put at risk. It's the lives that you take with your bad decisions. I mean, nine times out of 10, the guy who was drunk and driving has some bruises and scrapes and they killed somebody else.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And this, this is my concern, though, Spike, is that I, I think that people I would like to live in a society where you could say to your neighbor, hey, neighbor, don't drink and drive. And they would say, oh, what was I thinking? What right. was I thinking Get right. behind the wheel? And, and and then you would say, let me drive you wherever you need to go. I would like to live in that world, but we don't live in that world. We live in a world with insane people who think that it's acceptable to drive drunk. And that's a harsh reality. But the statistics on this just don't lie. And so what I would like to get to a point where we could just say to each other, don't do that behavior, but people choose to do it anyway. And so until people, I think, make the cognitive choice, like wearing a seatbelt, for instance, now the idea of not wearing a seatbelt, what do people do if somebody's not wearing a seatbelt in a car? Everyone goes, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Back back in the back when uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Ralph Nader <laughs> pitched that idea. People called him a communist.
0: Well, yeah, you can't tell me how to live and how to drive my car. You have no right to tell me as an American how to. I've got the right to be irresponsible and stupid. That's my God given right as an American.
1: And now 40 some odd years later, the idea of someone driving without a seatbelt is ridiculous. And I think that's the point that we need to get to in society where we say, hey, you're not drinking or you're not driving, bro. When we we, slap your guy's arm and you say, you're not you're not driving, bro. Give me your keys. I'll take you
0: home. So how do we how do we get to a point where. No one can drink and drive. That's what that's what we we all would like to see. As you said, it'd be nice to be able to tell your neighbor, don't do right. the wrong thing, and have them right. listen and make the right choice. But no one does that. It's not human nature. So does every car need a blow and go? No. A, a start? no well, no. Well, you would never have yeah. another. If a car won't start at .06, you'd never have another drunk driver.
1: Spike, I got a funny story for you. One time, I was on a I was on a date with a young lady. No, that's and, what that's uh, what we sell
0: canned air. We sell canned pure air <laughs> to blow into your breathalyzer to start your car. That's what would happen.
1: So, so, so I go on this date with this young lady, and we go to this sushi bar, and she meets me there, and I walk there. And we have a lovely date and we're talking and like, oh, you like Alkaline Trio? I like Alkaline Trio. You like from first to last? I like from first. You know, it's kinda of like we're scene kids. We got the black hair and the full sleeve tattoos and we're both a couple of losers. Nice. <laughs> so we uh <laughs> listening off all these emo bands. Oh, I you it. like matchbook ro- <laughs> you like matchbook romance? I love matchbook romance. So uh she says, uh, do you want to get out of here? I say, Yeah, absolutely. So we get into her very nice Volvo. And when I get in, she's got the breathalyzer box mounted to the
0: dashboard. Nice.
1: And she and she puts it in my face and she says, "Can you blow into this?" Oh. And God. I go, I go, what? And she goes, "Yeah, I just got my third DUI, and uh, oh, I'm good to drive. God. I'm good." She had ha- she had, had uh, a couple of Sapporos. Yeah. So she was certainly not. Maybe, not maybe a couple sake idea.
0: bombs to chase them down with because that's always fun, right?
1: <laughs> so. She goes, can you can you blow into this? And because I was a, a child at the time, because I was a 22 year old, you know, 23 year old child, th- at you the thought time. there
0: was love at the end of the tunnel, man. You would do anything. Well, of course I did. You push the car I to did. her house.
1: I said, girl, give me that. I'll do it right <laughs> oh, now. Is no. what I said. <laughs> so I blew oh. into it. And she starts driving down the road, and as we're driving down the road, I realize I made the worst mistake of my life because she is not. She's an awful driver. She is a terrible driver. And as we're driving, we pass a CVS, and she clips the window off of a car in the parking lot of the CVS, just – and then she just (laughs) – proceeds to keep driving and she says I can't stop because I can't lose my car and if we stop we're going to
0: lose my car this sounds dangerous so, like a scene from the the 40 year old virgin did she well, end up so, throwing up shrimp salad in your mouth or something at the no, end of this? no 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 okay. no
1: no no but this, this, hand to god Spike this is a true story wow. happened in Monterey California Yeah. so uh, but the the long and the short of it is we did not end up you know dating and We
0: good <laughs> good that's why you're still here by the <laughs> way
1: But uh, the the uh, to to your point, though, Spike, people will myself included at 22 or 23 years old will engage in that kind of behavior. They will be reckless with other people. Right.
0: So so then do we make it one and done? No one will ever get a second DUI because you have a first DUI. You'll never drive again. I
1: say you get two. I say you get two in your life. You get the first one and then you get like my buddy, uh, my very good friend, he drove uh, and he was driving around without his lights on after leaving the bar. And so he got pulled over and he got I think he got a point on his license. He got a five thousand dollar fine, a certain amount of community service. I think that that's acceptable.
0: What What about if we offered uh, an alternative to drink to drinking and driving? So it's not punitive. It's not lose your car. It's not your car won't start if you know unless you got an idiot twenty two year old Jack Stein in the passenger seat will blow and go for you. <laughs> what if What if every Uber was free if you were drunk? What if the gov- uh, what if, if if the government instead of subsidizing, you know, drinking and driving laws or whatever whatever we spend our money on to end drinking and driving, what if we use that money to reimburse Lyft and Uber drivers and and not just on New Year's Eve, if you'd had too much to drink, call us and we'll take you home for free.
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That, but the thing is, is that you'd have to have a, a like a blow and go, and you're right. In your well, the, hi, the higher
0: your blood right. alcohol level, the less you're fair. You know, it's <laughs> like, like that, like that thing at the carnival, right? You know, if you blow it and it goes up, oh, 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 oh four, oh four, oh no, I'm sorry, it's just no oh, four. It's right again, oh six, oh try right again. Oh wait, <laughs> Bing, here's your free bear. We're driving you home. <laughs>
1: That might be a good – I think what you need is you need to have a lot of PSAs and you need to explain to people that this is like – you wouldn't go – presumably, Spike, people wouldn't go down to the shooting range and pop a couple back and start firing (laughs) off rounds down, presumably, right? I would imagine that most people – would want to have the same level of safety around or like you wouldn't want a, 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 a carnival ride operator to be kicking back a little southern comfort as he's pressing the buttons on the tilt to whirl, right?
0: Like, yeah, carnies are usually mean, are, though, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you're uh, right, though. We, you're right. You're right. We don't want right. that. But, but, but PSAs are what we do now right and it's
1: not good they have to be you and me and 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 brady and chris (laughs) you know what i mean and and we'd have to be us as bros sitting around and talking about it and 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 speaking in the bro language hey bros and and ladies out there don't don't be like a 20 year old 22 year old jack right (laughs) being an adult right let's let's all be here. the problem with the psas is that they are written for people who don't drink and drive and we have to write PSAs for people who do that and target them specifically. So they go, oh, bro, what was I thinking? Spike O'Neil, well <laughs> Jack Stein really set me
0: straight. Do we need like those prom videos that you used to watch in high school? Blood on the road. You know, remember those? I mean, no, that's, no. that's well, that's how they used to teach kids about drinking and driving was show them, you know, there's Jimmy and his entrails across the freeway because he decided to right. have a beer at prom, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because, you know, do it, Telling people to do the right thing doesn't seem to be working.
1: Well, because you you have to talk to people at their level, and when people feel like they are being spoken down to, or people yeah. feel no, like you're I, not speaking, yeah. you know, if people feel like you're not talking with them but at them, they yeah. they tune out.
0: I, I'm, I'm seeing so they, I'm seeing that on the text line today. You're right about that completely. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so th- what you have to do is you have to meet people at their level, and you have to say, like, hey, listen, guy, I, I enjoy a good Tom Collins every so often. I enjoy a good uh, – what's another drink, Spike? You were a bartender. I'm running out of drink references. <laughs> oh, man,
0: your rusty nail. Drink, uh, yeah, cognac I, 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 and brand. Boom. Scotch and cognac. Yeah. Boom. It's a real girls' it, yeah. drink.
1: A little 7 and 7. I enjoy a good okay, little yeah. uh, Jimmy, a Jimmy Conaway, as we like to call there it. Uh, a little
0: Jack and Coke, a little yeah, sunrise. little so, something, yeah. But, but but
1: I'm also a responsible person and I'm also an adult and I recognize that the most important thing I can do when I'm having a good night out is making sure that my good night out ends good by not driving home in a Dodge Ram. There you go, Spike O'Neill.
0: There's your PSA. There's your PSA right there, folks. <laughs> so, so do you think it's going to benefit the state, the citizens of Washington to lower? We started all this with proposed legislation to drop the blood alcohol level for a DUI from 0.08 right. to 0.05. Do you think that will have any impact on drinking and driving? It's just going to get yes, more. I it's do. going to get more people ticketed. Yes. It's going to get more people think, in court trouble. Is it going to stop people but, from making the horrible decision to drink and drive?
1: Right, but in the short in the short term, yes, in the long term, I think people will will wisen up to it. Much like with much like with seatbelts, and now and people understand now that seatbelts are an important piece of driving technology, and so it took however many years, twenty some odd years, to get that into everybody's brain. I remember being in the 90s, Spike. Remember in the 90s where you would do the thing where you would tuck the belt behind you and and and, and buck, it in buckle
0: so it yes yeah, so, so the yeah. bing 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 would stop sure yeah
1: <laughs> i remember those days and now i realized i could have died at seven years old
0: do you know so- the, do you know that they sell something that clips into your seatbelt, into the socket where your belt's supposed to click in yeah they sell like a little plug thing that you can click in there oh, no. and it will, st- and it will no. show your seatbelt that it's connected and stop the dinging and you can drive like right. an idiot and go someday go through a windshield yeah
1: <laughs> So point being, Spike, is that if we if we wisen up and we give it enough time, I think it will decrease deaths by driving or drunk driving for sure.
0: I would hope that it would be anything we can do, I think, to limit to eliminate drunk driving deaths and drinking and driving completely, I think is worth at least trying. I hope, I hope that the legislation gets a chance to take this up. I can't believe they're not taking up changing the pursuit laws this session. I think the fact that that was torpedoed is a disgrace. I think it's a horrible, horrible thing for them to have decided to do. Hey, I'm Spike O'Neill sitting in along with Sherry Elliker. Story from Vox.com. About the glories of dining out alone. And Sherry, I'm not sure how you feel about that.
2: I'm good with it. I don't do it um necessarily where I live, but if I'm on a business trip or if I'm out someplace and I have no problem eating by myself. I I, I used to feel more self conscious about it, but the older I get, the less I care. And I, when I was visiting, um, Cairo last fall, um, after I got off the air at six o'clock, I didn't have anything to do. So I would walk around and find a new restaurant or go to a different restaurant. I actually nice. ate it and just sit there and truly enjoyed just watching people eating my dinner. It was completely fine. And I think there is something, um, Really nice about being able to enjoy a meal, not having to engage in conversation if you don't feel like it, and, and just being, being with yourself. This particular author says he thinks of it as a form of self-care, to be able to go and enjoy a meal. He likes to sit at the bar, which I don't like to sit at the bar. Uh-huh. I, I never have. I don't like that. Um, do you, if you eat by yourself, where do you prefer? Do you feel guilty? Like they point out, some people feel guilty taking up a table. Uh, when it's just one person, I never feel guilty about that. I don't feel it's guilty
0: about that at all. Seriously, um, I I personally love the chance to eat alone. I mean, I've got a wife and two daughters. Both of the, my older daughters moved out of the house years ago, but my younger just went off to college. Um, my wife and I don't get often enough the chance to dine out together, so it's nice when we do. And we're not slaves to our phones. You know, I saw the story and I'm like, you know how. Some people just don't feel good dining alone. I feel worse when you are dining with someone else and you both are just lost in your phone and not oh. paying attention to the person sitting across from you. That, to me, is so much more insulting, sad. I, I've been at restaurants, you know, I'll, I'll eat alone a lot because, I, you know, my wife's at home. I'll come in to go to work or I'll stop on the way to the, do the evening show and I'll stop and grab dinner on the way in at a restaurant. And it gives me a chance to, you know, Look through the notes, some emails, uh, show prep things like that. Just read the various news sites that I like to look at to be up to date as, as I can be, and just enjoy the solitude of not having to engage in conversation. You know, be able to eat leisurely and read through the things I want to read through. I, I love that. But I look around the restaurant and I see people together who are both locked into their phones, and you're or with not someone. talking. Right, right. At no, all. they're not talking at all. And that's we sad.
2: Had, we were in New York City, and there was a, a party that was going on. It was a bunch of young girls, probably maybe 11, 12. It was birthday party. And they came in after us and they had balloons and bags and things like that. And I said to Trevor, I said, Oh great. Here we go. Boy, we are going to, we are sitting in the wrong section. It's going to be loud. And especially young kids. (laughs) Never stop. They were dead silent the entire time because no one was talking to each other. They were all texting each other. There was not a conversation that went on. They were just texting this person, this person, this person. You'd see them look up every once in a while and kind of acknowledge something. It was the saddest thing ever. There was no energy. There was no engagement. And you see this with couples a lot, where they go out to dinner, and you do run out of things to talk about after a while. Let's face it. Yeah, and
0: that's – well, when you're a couple that's been together, you can be comfortable in silence.
2: Yes, but you you kind of – Wonder, I don't know. Did you go out to eat just to enjoy the food or did you really want to enjoy your company too? So you have to, I always try to make an effort. Of course, that's much Trevor's <laughs> disappointment that I feel the need to make conversation make, yeah, constantly, yeah. constantly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a little sad. Like I'm always trying to, you know, bring up something or I, I just see these couples that are completely ignoring each other, but I do enjoy eating by myself. I think it's, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't worry what anybody thinks of me. This author thinks we should sit at the bar and engage the bartender. That defeats the purpose, if yeah, you ask yeah, exactly. me. I, I don't, you're not even I don't want to do that. Right.
0: Yeah. You're having a conversation with somebody. He's going to bounce around and wait on other people, yada, yada. But he's you're engaging him. He's asking about this, the game it's on, whatever it might be. Yeah, the solitude of being alone with your with yourself, having just you time, quiet
2: time, is wonderful. Now, here's a question for you. Do you ever eat in your car?
0: I'm a guy. So, of course, I eat <laughs> in my car. Do you? Yeah, of course. Come on. No, yeah, yeah, far too often. Uh, and I'll eat while driving, too, which I know is ridiculously dangerous and as distracting as being on the phone. It really is dangerous. I know.
2: But there's something about, and I'm not trying if you don't have time to go to a restaurant and you just want to grab something. Mm-hmm. And I would do this where I would go someplace for lunch if I was, whenever, wherever I was working. And I didn't particularly want to go back to the office and have to sit in the lunchroom with everybody and make small talk. So I'd eat in my car. And oh yeah. would stop the car and eat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've done yeah. that too. Yeah. I love it. It was so nice. It was my little space. I could just be there by myself. I didn't want to go take the time to be in a restaurant to be served. So I just eat in my car. And, and people would say, where did you have lunch? And I'd say, oh, I just went to whatever. Where were you? In my car. I went to this place called, it's called the Lincoln. It's really nice, man. Leather seats,
0: <laughs> great music. You know, it's great. Uh, yeah.
2: You said before that you're a cook, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the expression ice? I'm not. So ice is apparently one of the rudest dining habits you can... Engage in ice what, chew, is chewing the, on ice. What? No, it's the anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. And it's this: it's you have cooked uh, a delicious meal of uh, what's something you like to cook, Spike?
0: Oh, uh, I, I love cooking uh, a, a nice pork loin, pork tenderloin. Okay. You know, I like I like roasting vegetables. I like a, I like a nice flat sheet. Last night I made something for my wife. I made chicken uh, chicken thighs. Along Ooh. with uh, fresh peppers, fresh uh, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, asparagus, and I put it all on a sheet, seasoned it, and baked it together, 400 degrees, for about 45 minutes. Came out to perfection.
2: Okay. So I come to your house. You've made this delicious chicken dinner. Right. I'm eating it, and I say, wow, Spike, this is really, really good. But, you know, I always cook my chicken in a sous vide because I think it makes it a little more tender. Now – That comes across as like, oh, you're just sort of comparing and contrasting a cooking method. But it's really it's very, very rude to point out a difference in somebody's cooking or yeah, I was insulted
0: as hell. Just you even the idea that you would tell me how you do it better at your place. That is that is rude as hell. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and people don't realize that when they're saying, uh, like, they'll say, oh, my mom makes the same recipe, but she uses paprika instead of this. That apparently is oh, well, great. very the rude.
0: I'm sorry your mom's dead. You won't be able to eat that ever again. Shut up and eat <laughs> the food I made. Wow. People really do. I've never, I've never had anybody. I, let me think. I don't think I've ever had anybody at, at our table say, "Wow, well, you know, if you have you tried, have you thought about throwing this in there? Because that would be a lot better.
2: Well, I don't cook. So, anytime anyone is willing to make any kind of a, if you, if you hand me pizza crust, I'll be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. How did you make this? It's so good. I I don't care. I'm a peasant when it comes to food because I just, I will, I mean, I'm so grateful for anybody that would, would make a meal for me since I don't cook at all. You know what? Um, it's
0: funny. I, we had a house guest recently and uh, they stayed with us for a few days, a real dear friend of ours. And after the end of about uh, four or five days, um, and this is one of my wife's oldest and dearest friends. Um, and I'm always coming in. Hey, can I get you something? Can I make something? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I make the meals? And I serve and I clean up and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, that's how, that's how Spike shows his love is through food. That's what I do. It's, you know, that's that's how I show my family that I care about them. And I want them to, not, you know, not eat. Well, we eat, we eat crappy food that I make too. Believe me. But that's how I show my love
2: is by cooking. That's really wonderful. Trevor Trevor shows his apologies through cooking. Oh. It's very difficult for him to say, I'm sorry about something. Okay. But what he will do then is, let's say we've got a, some kind of a standoff, and I'm doing what women do, which is not talk to you. Freeze. For, six, That's the for ice six, I fear right there. Yeah, yeah, six to eight months. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He, he will... Um, <laughs> He will then prepare something that he knows I really, really like and I wow. have to interpret that as saying, Okay, he's He's showing his he, love
0: through he's he showing is. his love to you through food, yeah. Yep. Nice. I'll is, take is it. Is he the cook in your
2: home? Oh
0: absolutely. Yes. Nice. What's his no special? What it. is what does he make that you absolutely love? it. Well I got anywhere. him
2: I got him a smoker, <sighs> so he kind of <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's- Everything he does a lot better. of Everything. yeah ribs and things like that. Nice, so but nice. he's, he's,
0: a good, he's a very good cook. Oh, you're a lucky, lucky lady. Are you familiar with the, you know what influencers are, right, Sherry?
2: Yes, I'm not that out of touch. I do know what an influencer is.
0: I just, I didn't find out until very recently. mean i know i know that these people are famous i didn't realize that there was an industry term an actual career of influencer
2: influencers are almost today's movie stars that's how important they are in social media and so the influencers get beauty products i used to have a friend when i did a women's talk show um, we had a beauty editor come on and it was a little bit of a scam she would Say I'm a beauty editor, and this is before all of TikTok and everything, and she would get products. I mean, if you went to her house, she had an entire room of one-drawer mascara, eye shadow. I mean, it was just tons and tons of things. They would bring, give her any products she wanted to try, and then she would audition it on our show. And we would try it on and we would do whatever. And then we would be very honest about what it is that, uh, w- w- what we thought of the product. Well, these influencers, of course, get all these beauty products and they then go on and say, this was a great thing. Look at my skin. Look how great it is. And people buy this stuff up. I'm, I've done it. I've, I've watched these TikTok videos and thought, wow, that's amazing. Um, well, now there's something new because people are getting a little tired of having to buy something. Uh, based on a TikTok uh, reference or influence and then realize this isn't so good. So now there's something called de-influencers, and they are people that are showing you the reality of some of these products. Uh, I think we have one young lady that wants to tell us about
3: why she doesn't like something. I am loving the whole de-influencing products I hate trend, so let's do one. The Revlon Lustrous Lipsticks. Now, I actually did a video on this, I think, last week i've tried them out a few more times since shooting that and i've just come to the conclusion that it just feels like chicken grease on your lips i'm very picky when it comes to textures on my lips specifically and i just cannot do these so if you're the same name skip speaking of revlon their hot brush hair dryer thing i bought it because i complimented a bartender's hair one time like it was really cute all done up and she said that it was the revlon brush and i went out and bought it the next day um trash I tried so hard to make it work, and then whatever I would do to my hair would fall flat in two seconds. And my hairstylist said that those are super damaging to your hair, so that was just the nail in the coffin for me. And I returned it. This hard candy color changing blush—I also did a video on this—and also felt like chicken grease on my face. I'm an oily gal, so it was slipping and sliding.
0: Tell me more about this chicken grease on my face. You know, (laughs) where can I go for that? The wing wing dome (laughs) cells? Can I get? Can I get that? I love that chicken grease. Uh, You know, influencers. They're not just trendsetters and they're pitch men to a whole new generation of gullible kids. You know, influencers uh, sometimes in offer psychological advice, medical, mental health advice mm-hmm. as just unqualified influencers, and that's really dangerous. So this de-influencer trend isn't just about products that really aren't worth the money or that been you know people are paid to pitch. There's de-influencers telling folks, "Hey, don't believe." you know, what you hear about your mental health or about anxiety on the internet, make sure that you actually go to a licensed therapist and seek professional guidance. So it's it's a not just a a, a cool trend, it's an important trend.
2: It is because remember these influences are paid to Blow sunshine, blow sunshine
0: up your skirt they really are yeah
2: so these DN influencers what they're getting is they're getting lots of views some of these are getting uh, several million views and and consumers appreciate this they can appreciate the fact that they aren't going to be having to return something one of the women that is doing this she used to work at sephora and alta and she just picked out the things that she noticed got returned over and over and over again and so she used those products and said listen this is the real story on this stuff this doesn't work people returned it and she brings up the fact that in at sephora they have to destroy anything that gets returned and so she would talk about how one thing was really goopy or it was you know right. kind of icky to to have to remove it and and so i i think this is a a, a really good trend is it still influencing people yes but it seems a little bit more authentic, yes, exactly. than just touting something that you're getting paid for.
0: Exactly. You remember when uh, the crypto guy that, that uh, was at FTX, right? Uh-huh. When he had, you know, Tom Brady as an influencer, he had, uh, you know, Steph Curry as an influencer telling and those people lost their fortunes. You know, with with makeup and stuff. I mean, not to diminish it, but it's okay. You bought a product that really didn't play out to be what you thought it was going to be not the end of the world not the end of the world not the end of your fortune the end of your the end of your retirement those kind of things so uh, i'm glad to see that this is a more genuine more authentic use for influencers being a d mm-hmm. influencer fantastic nice trend thank you